Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Decoding Society. This is your host, D'Angelo Starnes, and I'm joined uh, by my co-host, Chris Cathcart, who is not on the left coast. Um, he's actually on the <laughs> east coast. What's, what's, up? <laughs> what's happening, man? I, I am on the coast most natural to my inner self, the east coast. Now, Back you home. Originally well, from my second home, the area. Okay. But you're from back east, right? I'm a Jersey guy. Born and raised, lived uh, before I came to Howard. I lived all my life in Jersey, then came to D.C. to attend Howard University, and then spent seven years in Brooklyn after that. So even though, as much as I hate to admit it, I've been in Los Angeles now longer pound for pound than I've ever lived any one place. All the time before that was spent on the East Coast. So I'm much more at home here. West Coast is fine. I know you know that. You lived out there, but I – I'm an East Coast guy, so it's good to be back in the natural habitat. I feel you, man. I'm, I'll be out there with you uh, next week, um, and uh, hopefully, with actually, we should plan to do a live from DC in, in person taping uh, next week. Uh, you know, that'd be cool. Uh, I, I feel like that's home for me too, uh, to be honest. Even though I grew up in Denver. Well, I mean, there's something to be said about um, when you come of age somewhere. So, you know, we, we, we reminisce when we get on the show and many of our friends, we reminisce about our Howard days in D.C. But I, I imagine any of the listeners who either attended college or prep school or some of those who even went in the military, when that those ages between 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, when you make that transition, it's a very special time. So I could see you seeing D.C. as part of your home. I could see that. I do, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, today even, is May first. Even though, the, even though the DC we love it ain't the DC that's here now. <laughs> it's a whole new place, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it looks more like Denver and shit. I ain't, uh, <laughs> man, it, it fucks me up every time I come back. I swear, I said I left Denver to arrive back in this motherfucker. You know, I was like, what, what's going on, man? But anyway, um, it's May first. Uh, and that's a very significant day in most of the world, uh, as it's uh, known May Day, uh, which is also Labor Day in most places, in a lot of places. Work oh yes, day. yeah, yeah. I always forget uh, about that. So um, I want to want to give props to that. Um, and, and most of you know, and I know Chris knows, I'm a, I'm a labor guy, I, 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 labor attorney for. Um, Bulk of my uh, legal career, um, I also interned uh, as a, a labor in a labor law firm when I was in law school, um, and it's significant because Labor Day uh, actually International Workers Day came about uh, May Day. Uh, we have the eight-hour workday uh, to thank for the, the labor movement to thank for the uh, eight-hour workday, and that's how Labor Day came about. Was that uh, uh, some some folks got together and struck to uh, limit uh, the amount of hours they worked. And uh, the thought was that you work for eight, 
Um, you, I think you work for eight, you rest for eight, and you have leisure time for eight. They divide the 24-hour day up into three uh, by threes and uh, by eight, and uh, three ways into eight hours, and, and that's how the eight-hour workday came about. So, uh, in Haymarket, uh, I think it's Haymarket Street in Chicago is uh, when that got started. And you know, a lot of people, you know, the teacher strikes getting a lot of play. Uh, what you know, it's too bad they don't teach. Uh, spend a significant amount of time on labor. Um, in schools anymore. Uh, I know we used to learn about it in social studies and, and American history. Uh, but, you know, the labor strikes weren't nice. They were violent. Um, no, and, you know, very, uh, people have a hard time, you know, uh, you know voting to strike, um, to do a work stoppage. But, you know, people took it a lot, 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 lot. I'm not saying they don't take it serious now, but it was a matter of life or death in many instances many of, uh, as the uh, the uh, business owners, uh, the capitalists, the oligarchs of the day uh, hired uh, uh, Pinkerton officers, uh, Pinkerton uh, pe- uh, agents uh, to break up strikes. And, uh, those became very violent. So uh, bit of history. Well, I was going uh, to piggyback that, that with that. The, um, a lot of people don't realize that just through the the, the labor movement, and not just the eight-hour sure. work days, but weekends. I'm here. Can you hear me? Thoughts on that? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm here. Can, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you now. Now, I was saying that to your point about the, the labor movement provided for eight-hour work days, it also, from my understanding, put in the child labor laws, where they, you know, put, put child labor laws yep. in effect, whether you deal with working underage people, crazy hours and doing things that they physically shouldn't be doing. Um, the weekend was established to the labor movement where you actually had the two days off. Um, the, yep. the amount of time you got for breaks for lunch and um, let alone the idea of health benefits and um, retirement accounts and things like that. So I, I've never understood the tendency for many every regular everyday folk to not be supportive of unions or labor movements because so many of us have benefited from the sacrifices and like you said, many of them very bloody sacrifices in those, some of those wars against the the um, business owners, the things that we enjoy take for granted. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, uh, in the movies, you, you, and, you know, some of us deserve, you know, in the movies you get the, the corruption of, of unions as a, a way, as you know, some kind of subconscious propaganda to undermine um, the unions. But, you know, uh, I once saw a documentary, and it was about racism or discrimination in unions, uh, actually. And the brother said um, he'd rather have a, a, a bad union than no union at all. And, uh, and you know, there's something to be said about collective people power uh, in terms of, you know, counterbalancing against uh, capital power, you know, the power of, of, of money. Um and to that point, you know, a lot of people don't realize that uh, in capitalism, um, you know, we give a lot of deference to 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 the to the money makers and the the purse string holders, uh, but they are just as dependent on your labor and your your productivity as you are on the money that they pay you for that. And you know, it, it's it's the fact that you don't realize that we don't realize that that 
you know, we, uh, you know, give in um, when there's, uh, you know, some, some, you know, you know, labor differences and when there's, you know, disagreements such as in the teacher strike. And, and it's not until you, you, you decide to, to sit down uh, that you begin to see how serious they are. That's why, the, you know, that's why these guys do so much uh, to, to, to undermine the labor movement. They're actually very afraid of people coming together. In exercising their collective power, uh, or else they wouldn't do things like the right to work laws, or uh, the, you know they wouldn't do things to make you economically insecure if 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 they were you know um, if they weren't concerned about uh, you come us coming together. So well, I mean that, that I mean, uh, just the, the, the um no the history if you I mean just if you take a, a microscopic look at particularly slave owners and the, 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 the landowners in the mm-hmm. slaveholding states, it, it, they did everything in their power to ensure that, that um, whites who were poor did not own land, did not see the common interest they had with enslaved workers mm. and, or, mm-hmm. and or working free black and, and other people of color who were in the South. So you was able to pit individuals against each other, or at least one group was pitted against the other, uh, who it, on the, by every account, had almost every reason on the earth to unite and to organize collectively. Mm-hmm. But to bring but to bring that degree of workers together, um, it, that could never be allowed to happen. So um, this this idea of trying to create in the in the minds of the poor whites in the South that no matter what your position is, you you you're better you are still better than any slaves and have nothing in common with him as a worker and a, somebody who should have human and decent rights. That that has done more to to just you know extend to this day some of the issues we have with race and labor and uh, our relationship to power and how some people still vote against their own interest when it comes to mm-hmm. keeping people in power who never do things that are in their best interest because they still feel some relationship to them because of the color of their skin as opposed to, you know, the things that they actually face day to day as workers, as people who don't own the means of production. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, and I, I think something you said a second ago, because I think back to high school and college, there was never really much instruction on the labor movement, unions, the history of the labor movement. I don't remember ever getting mm-hmm. nothing that was considered general education. You might get in a very specialized course, but I think that that type of history, but it's probably, you know, if you think about it, D, there's probably a really good reason that that isn't taught in public. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there it is. No, for real. I mean, you hit on it. You hit on it, the, the whole, you know, uh, mind control thing. Uh, I did get some in um, in, uh, uh, in, in, high, in high school uh Actually, junior high, I had a really good uh, social studies teacher that talked about the AFL and the CIO. But, but you know, where I really got where I really got my dome slapped was at Howard. My freshman year, I could not get into uh, introduction to the Black Diaspora with uh, I forgot the the dynamic professor's name. No, I know. But I can't remember I, you know, talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 I took a I took American history and. I I I, did, I don't feel like I suffered a loss because the the professor I had was Dr. Ruth Putney, and she was an old lady at the time, and she was a, a, a socialist. I didn't find this out until 
later, but she was a socialist and she went deep on labor uh, as a, in fact, she kind of taught, it's almost as if she taught American history uh, from the Howard Zinn perspective. And I don't know if that was on purpose, if they, you know, had a, a camaraderie or, or whatever, but she did. She did. That's when I started learning. That's why, how I learned a lot about uh, the, at Howard. This was about the labor movement. But, uh, well, I would I would suggest that he listens to there's a friend of mine, a brother named Bill Fletcher. I, I think you're familiar with Bill. He used to be yes. executive director of Trans Africa, but he, he his background has been in movements of labor and um, advocating for the rights of workers, and he has written books on it. So I would I would um I would encourage any of your listeners to look up Bill Fletcher um, and some of his work because he has written extensively and did a lot of work and taught on it and things of that nature around the labor issues and labor movement. So I'm glad we brought this up because this is something we almost, not just we, you and I, but I'm just, you never really hear programs like this discussing issues of labor. I'm no expert on it, but I understand that that's one of the few things that really unites people if we could ever see our way to understanding that. No, nah, man, you're right. You're right. I'm glad you mentioned uh, uh, Bill, um, and and I, I uh, co-sign what you, you said about looking up his work. There is a program that I do listen to. Um, it actually is broadcast in D.C., and folks might freak out. It's on the radio Sputnik. Um, it's called Loud and Clear uh, with, with Brian Becker. You know, people get freaked out, man. But, you know, anyway, information, I'm, anyway. Radio Sputnik is they they got a radio show it's broadcast live in DC at four o'clock Eastern Standard Time uh, with Brian Becker and John Kiriakou. And I believe every Tuesday or Wednesday they have a labor segment. Um, they actually devote uh, a segment each day to components of a society and news that we don't ordinarily get. To your point. So they have a labor segment. They have an education segment. They have a prison news segment on Friday, uh, Thursdays. Oh. Uh, economic news. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I said, oh wow, I, 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 prison news. I, that, uh, that's deep. Oh man, it, it, you'd be surprised the 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 amount of because if you think about the black community, and and the kind of is going to feed into uh, our topic. You think about the black community, a significant portion of us, particularly males, are in prison or have had some relationship to the to the prison system or the jail system, the incarceration system. I mean, what yeah. what was the status? At one time is one out of four had some 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 you know, issue with the corrective corrective. Yeah, right. Um, right. You know, dig that term. But uh but um but no, and, and and we don't get news about it. And and when and we ain't talking about just uh, when you when I tune into the, that particular segment. I'm not just talking about you know some of the obvious stuff, the violence uh, in prison, but you know you know some of the deprivations, um, some of the slave labor to the prison system, uh, to the 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 exploitation, uh, the the neo the, the privatization. Of prisons, and not just the private prisons, but the privatization of the uh, of of the food uh, that's served in prisons, the, the 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 ability to make outside calls that go from you know uh, dropping a dime in a in a phone to you know seventeen dollars for a phone call for five for a five minute phone call to not being able to visit with uh, your people face to face they've gone to to video calls i mean it, it, it's 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 really a lot of 
layers to to the to 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 the prison system that we don't know about and don't appreciate because we don't get that kind of news. And these guys do a, a segment every Friday or Thursday uh, on 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 that um, for an hour. Well, close. Oh wow! Wow! No, I need to check yeah. that out. So uh, we should probably yeah. uh, loud and clear. We should probably list that as a resource, and as we should start listing maybe some other things, like some of Bill Fletcher's books on the website and the Facebook pages when we sure. mention these things, so folks can check it out and go follow up. Hey man, that's a great idea, and, I, and we should do that. And we'll link. Uh, I'll link to to both. So uh, we'll we'll wrap offline. But uh, okay. speaking of jail, uh, uh, speaking of jail, big news over the weekend, at least for black folks. You know, other than Kanye, and we'll get to him too, uh, has been the conviction of Bill Cosby uh, for uh, three counts, I believe, of sexual assault um, of a former Temple uh, basketball player. Um, and uh, yeah, not a lot needs to be said about the background of Bill and his his mo. Was alleged mo or what he got his mo that he got convicted on? It's not even that, but we'll get into this. I mean, because brother actually did fess up in a deposition. Um, but there's a wide gamut of reaction uh, to the Bill Cosby conviction, and you and I had talked about this because um, I and I and I'm not going to speak for you. I'm but I have a range of emotions about. Bill Cosby's conviction, and, and I think we both share that. So I'm gonna let you dive in a little first about you know the, the complex uh, reactions. To well, I mean, Bill Cosby's conviction. It's um, first of all, it it you got to look at it from the whole arc of this. If if it if this was the first we heard about it, this this last trial and case. I mean, if this was the first time we heard about it, this last trial and case, and it was settled. You know, in a fairly expedient amount of time, and so we had to deal with the shock of, oh my God, you know, Cliff Huxtable did all this stuff, and you know, and my and I dug Bill Cosby way before the Cosby Show. I dug Bill Cosby with the first the Bill Cosby Show when he was a high school coach when I was a kid. Check and Kate, yeah. right? And then I Spy, and then and then the Bill Cosby yeah. Show, and then you know Fat Albert. So I mean. I mean, honestly speaking, I, I'm you know I'm laying on the line. I wasn't a fan of the Cosby Show when we was at Howard because me I was fairly I was fairly kind of cultural when it came to that because I said this ain't representing real African America, this ain't Black America, you know. The, but I mean, I, I remember getting in arguments at school because we were at school in its heyday when it launched. We were at yep. school when the Bill Cosby yep. Show took off and how it was a cultural movement. So if so if this trial was the first time we heard about these incidents, these allegations, but, man, there had been so many, you know, so much information had come out. There had been so much time for us to process how we felt about him. There were very few people who believed that he did not do these things. Almost everybody you talked to yeah. believed that he did these things. So, yeah. so it's not a surprise, nor are we disappointed. I guess just that we understand that maybe he was the spark of the Me Too movement, then at the same time, like the culmination of it, if that makes sense. And mm. and then we have to say, okay, we have Bill Cosby. Now he's convicted, but in the context of this, but all these other famous folk, many of them aren't African-American, who have been 
called out for inappropriate behavior and things of that nature have not been convicted, maybe lost their jobs and their standing in the community. So you have that thing about is that double standard? Is he being made unduly made an example of? But then you got the aspect of this way gets into the complexity of a reaction and emotion. You know, here's Bill Cosby, who whom we love for so long, who also to take black folk to task for not being what he called respectable. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. get on everybody about how they're supposed to conduct themselves, and you were getting down like this. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. so <clears throat> yeah. so when you emerge from this, I um, I don't feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for the women that he uh, victimized. I feel sorry mm-hmm. for the fact that we you know, as a, not just people in terms of people of color, but just as human beings, American citizens have had such a hard time wrapping their head around this whole concept of powerful men taking advantage of less powerful women. That's been going on forever. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, 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 you know, I, I, it just leaves you at that point that, that where does this go from here? I mean, what, what's the precedent now? So are people who have been brought up on such kind of charges and have more or less been proven guilty, at least in the court of public opinion, are they going to suffer similar fates as Bill Cosby, or he is going to be like the poster child who actually is driven out on a rail and does some time? So we'll see. Mm-hmm. What, are you, what What's your thoughts on it? Uh, you covered a lot of it. Um, it's deep. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, okay, look, starting from, again, the beginning, I mean, you know, not just, you know, I spy, but and, and the, the check-in case, which has one of the greatest, uh, theme song, the greatest <laughs> theme song that you'll ever hear. <laughs> that shit was hip. Uh, Hickey Burr, yeah, uh, Quincy Jones, um, Fat Albert, like you said. Uh, also, man, you know, Bill back then, he did a lot of like black theme stuff that was kind of low budget. Um, uh, you know, I, I remember he did one about a, a sharecropper. Uh, he had one uh, where his son had sickle cell. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yes, I, I, I can't remember the name of it. Um, but I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm, we'll have to look that up. I think you can see both of those on YouTube. Um, I remember in Ebony, uh, he there was a full-page ad where Bill talked about how you could speed read by uh, reading the first paragraph and then the first sentence of each paragraph after that and get the gist of what the article, you should be able to get the gist of what the article is about, which helped me become a better writer because I, I took that. <laughs> I was like, well, that's that's you, what they can read. You. And I better write like that. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a good uh, point. I, supreme impact. And then, you know, the albums too. I mean, I grew up on, um, that routine, uh, the fat, the original Fat Albert routine where they did Buck Buck and then uh, the one where he and his brother were in bed and, and, and they got in trouble and they talked about the belt to Russell, who, my brother with whom I slept. Uh, just We grew up on that. Like well, we talked about well, 1968. About the, Go ahead. The, 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 the trilogy of films with Sidney Poitier. I mean, I, those are still like landmark that. films like in, in, in our community. I mean, uh, uh, Uptown Saturday Night. I, I remember as a kid how excited I was, and my father took me and my sister, I think one of my cousins, over to New York from Jersey, you know, and got dressed up real nice to go see Uptown Saturday Night, the movies, and and then the yeah. subsequent follow film. So it's 
I mean, everybody talks about the, the Dr. Huxtable thing, but the Bill Cosby as a cultural icon in our community um, had roots much deeper than what happened in the mid-'80s with that TV show. So you, you have to, you know, it's hard to separate. He is, he is as iconic in our community through that era as Michael Jackson was or Don yeah. Cornelius. Or, you know, yeah. so yeah. so it's not with any pleasure when I tell you that, you know, the disappointment um, – that you get with, not just with this conviction, because in my mind, he, like you said, through some of his depositions and other comments, this thing was, it was more or less known he was doing this stuff. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's not just anger. It's not just, you know, but, and so when I see people that are just like, Oh, he finally got what he deserves. And when I talk to younger people, I really quick, when I teach my entertainment PR class, I have them do a, a, a ghost project. And the ghost project is that I have them, I say, I'm going to show a picture on the screen. And I show Bill Cosby's face. And I show, I've done this the last three years. So that's how long this has been going on and before. And I said, now you're mm-hmm. going to act as his PR person, and you're going to support him. You're going, you're going to write mm. a statement where he – you're going to write a statement where he admits to doing it. He's attrition. He shows um, some remorse and um, – his heart goes out to the victims, and what and, and these are the things he's going to do to try to make it right. And you know how many young people have a hard time even approaching that project because the level of disgust they had. And these wow. are, these are like these are these are nineteen and twenty years. Wow. And, wow. And and I've had I've had students D who actually refused to do this. So I'll take the F. I refuse to write a statement in support of him, even if even if I was a PR person, I wouldn't do that. So that kind of that that's right. just illustrative of the people who are born, and the only thing they know of Bill Cosby is this. Now that means, so you you just went two layers because the common thing I've heard is is the Cosby Show, and I'm kind of like you. The Cosby Cosby Show is cool, but there was so much more before that. It's it's like Barry Bonds, you know, and it was so much that he did before his. Steroid era, so to speak. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So I kind of the same. Feel the same with Bill. As deep that that uh, folks are at that level of relation to Bill Cosby, um, which is it says a lot, man. I mean, it says so much about how you can tarnish your your legacy and your reputation, and it's easier to tarnish than. Than to have a, a, a one that's you know as iconic as Bill's was. Now, and Bill helped finance uh, at least I uh, know Sweet Sweetback. Uh, not that I, I think that's an awful movie, but he helped dude. He gave wrote dude a check to get the movie made. Uh, you know, and, and from what I understand, he did a lot of behind the scenes stuff. He, the HBCUs, the you know the funding oh, no, that he man. you know that it. <laughs> HBCU shirts on the show. He used to wear sweatshirts with yeah. Morehouse College on and Howard University and Tuskegee Institute on the show. I, I, I remember that. I applauded that. I, I, you know, I used to go back and forth over the Cosby thing because I thought that a lot of our folk loved it because it just it represented this idyllic black family, a doctor, a lawyer, all the kids are great, all the kids are beautiful and handsome and everything's great. And I was like, black America's going through hell. This was still Reagan times. I was like, there's other things happening, yeah. but um, but you don't just look at him in that in isolation to the show. Like you said, we have all this other body of work that helped form our image of him. And I guess what we have to ask ourselves now is that 
Western bar. Now, now, you know, with the Me Too movement and now with the conviction of Bill Cosby, I mean, and even now, I'm, I'm you know, people, the, 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 the waters are stirring around um, R. Kelly again about things yeah. he's done. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I, I will say this, you know, and I do, uh, you know, it's back to complexity. So, you know, in spite of all that, you know, and I'm still going to laugh at Uptown Saturday Night. That was, a, you know, a, a sublime performance that he did. Uh, but uh, he did what he did. He got convicted. He admitted that he did it. I've, and it is true that the Harvey Weinstein's and the, and and of and, uh, and uh, what's the guy's name the the Collins the guy that admitted that he molested children and and Stephen Collins and you know that it's it's true that those guys it, it, you know, you know if we can't like Louis C K we we can't remember all the names now that's the worst part that, that, that's <laughs> that, that's terrible ain't it that's just like the cop the latest victim of a cop murder. Uh, you know the latest, yeah. You you lose track, but exactly at the same time, you, at the same time, you know, I don't, I I don't uh, use that as, yeah, that's fucked up that they they they're not. If you're black, you get the hammer thrown at you. But at the same time, if you did it, you should know that you're not going to get you. We black in America. You know that they're going to come at you with. With the, if you innocent, they gonna come after you with, with uh, with with the hammer. Let alone if you did it, and and I'm sorry, and and I know there are people that's gonna be listening that are of that persuasion. And if it's a white woman and you black, bruh, it, it, that bruh is getting lit for that. You're not getting, you're not you, going to get. Speaking, are you speaking Latin for OJ Simpson? Is that what was that Latin term for OJ? OJ. That's a whole nother complex. That's a whole nother complex vibe there. You know, uh, I wasn't an old. I was an OJ fan as a football player. But anyway, I, I just I, I'm not going to fall. You know, and I'm not saying that you are. I know you don't. But I've heard that strain of argument, and uh, I'm not falling into that trap in terms of, you know, well, white guys are not. That okay? I, that's fucked up. You know, hopefully they get justice. No, come, I, you know, I, finds them. If, 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 but if Bill, if you get it, if these thirty-plus women, um, who, you know, I can't speak to all of them, but from what I read about the majority of them, I have I tend to believe that they're credible. If if he deserves to get what he deserves, and it's not going to be, I'm not, you know, just because you're black, I don't come running your defense, no matter what you've done. I will point out some hypocrisies yeah. and inconsistencies, but that doesn't mean that you're not, you know, whatever yeah. um, whatever you have to encounter, deal with because of your actions, and you encounter them, be damned. That's what you got to do. That, that's it, man. So it's, also a sad story because there's so many people who come out now, not just with Bill Cosby, but with all these other powerful men who say, oh, yeah, we saw it. Oh, yeah, we believe it. But there were so many people who enabled it. So maybe, so maybe yeah. throughout this process, the best thing that's going to happen throughout this process is that it, it won't be the bad actors that will change per se, though let's hope they do. Mm-hmm. It will be the tolerant inactors around them 
that will change. Yes. That will yes. that will now say, listen, that ain't cool, and I'm I'm screaming, or that's not cool. I'm going to tell, or you know, I'll I'll support you if you go say something. Because I'm you know I'm re- I was reading my you know for all of them Weinstein Cosby, you know I said like somebody who was on the show or did something else. Oh yeah, we saw it. Oh everybody else knew about it. Oh it was like the worst kept secret. Well, hopefully that that. that yeah, yeah, and that that that, and if you knew and you didn't say nothing, you'd get no absolution. That's some bullshit, you know. Like you said, um, uh, and I think you know, in terms of the black community, the, the and I'm using this as a transition. Uh, Bill Cosby started to lose some of his luster with that pound cake uh, speech, where you know, like you said earlier, uh, made allusions to earlier, where he he was. You know, it was it was almost like he was Clarence Thomas. Clarence, I don't even remember Clarence Thomas talking as bad about black people as, as Bill was well, in that pound cake speech. Not out loud, not in that setting, yeah. but not well, yeah. telling the truth. <laughs> you know, stop That's naming right. your kids but, after you know, um, you know, rubbing alcohol. Yeah, well, yeah, that was that's that, terrible. That, Y'all look. That's, go ahead. That's part of Cosby. That that probably that whole. You know, stop giving your kids names that you can't pronounce. And, you know, I understand pulling your your pants up. And I understand having some sense of self-respect. I don't like seeing brother. When I, you know, I, I'm not going to – nobody's going to have my class of pants hanging off. But right. that that kind of attack without context I never thought was helpful. And um, No, I wasn't. No, no I wasn't. And so, you know, you – it it, it, did, right. it didn't ring well, and it, it seemed almost as if you know you you got all your chips and you done all you can do and you you know whatever that we celebrate you for. Now you're in a position to talk about other people's conduct and behavior. And like I said, then that makes it even worse because what what were you doing when you weren't in public when you was you know slipping these roofies to these women? You ain't in a position yeah. to be talking about conduct and behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but uh, real quick. Uh, Using pound cake, uh, I think Kanye West has experienced his pound cake moment uh, with this uh, his Trump shit. Did you see his TMZ appearance? His appearance on TMZ? Because I, 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 you know, I'm almost at the point, bro, that I know we got to do this show sometime, and I'm forced to do for you know the sake the sake of the content of the show some some degrees of research I may not like. But I don't pay no attention. I try not to. But I, I did. I did check some of it out because I'm like saying, "Dude, what are you talking?" I'm still not quite sure what he's talking about. Uh, I mean, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, if you if if his if his if his essential point is simply, I have the right to like who I like, and no one should say anything about it to me. If that's the point, then I got you. Okay, Duke, I got that. You like who you like for whatever reason, and we shouldn't judge you. But we can also judge you because that's our right, too. <laughs> you know yeah, that's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you take a public position, then you expose yourself to somebody that's going to take a, maybe an, 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 a position that's counter to that. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if it's, yeah. it's just hubris or need for attention. I mean, you go. Don't get me you You take this one. Go ahead. I know. Well, I'm just you know. There's the point where contrarian, being contrarian is just it's not. You expose some 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 stupidity. I mean, the dude is talking about. Hey, like I'm like you, man. I mean, 
bro, if you Trump fan, I hear you. Go ahead. I mean, and and it's come out that, and it's not really an, an unknown that you know Trump comes up in a lot of hip hop songs. I mean, you know, he's not the only one that that is quote glorified. I think what they do is the image that Trump projected prior to him being president as this um, flamboyant, boisterous, do-it-my-way, uh, rich guy, uh, make-your-own-rules type uh, person uh, that that was, you know, what the what the hip-hop guys are using as a symbolic uh, sense. But, you know, I'm not sure that they're ready to dance as far as, you know, how Trump actually is as a person and certainly as a president. Um, that said, like, you, it, it, you know, you want to pose and make, make America great again, fine. But, you know, you might just have experienced your pound cake moment because black people might just say, fuck you, and I'm not doing that. A high school dropout was, to glorify that was bad enough. For me, I was like, I was like, you know, there's a point where, you can't, I'm a genius because I glorify being stupid or I flip uh, the word nigger into something glorious and I'm flipping make America great again into my own thing. I, at some point, you've you, you got to understand context. And if that's what you want to do personally, fine, you know, but like you said, then we have a right to not buy your records. We have a right to call you out, you know, hey. So that's yeah. He's I think he is experience, going to experience his pound cake moment. What what, what? Right. and I you know I, I've worked in the music business. I've worked with artists, um, um, and and I think individuals like Kanye they they forget this. If if when you get praise and adulation to on a scale of one to ten to a ten for some of the songs you've written, I mean he has produced some fat beats for himself, for common for other people. Um, uh, he does have talent. I think the term artist and genius is tossed around way too often in the music business, to be quite yep. honest. But I'll say that he has a lot. Yep. I, I have a great respect for him when it comes to some of the production work he's done. But you have to also understand that when you've gone out there on that degree and when you get that level of adulation, well, there's a flip side to that coin. So if you come mm-hmm. out and say something that people don't agree with, you may get the same degree and intensity of comments, but in the other direction. And that's what this is. So, don't, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you, 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 you've, you've experienced both. That you can't have, like, I want to be, you know, uh, uh, celebrated and congratulated for my talents. And then when I say something you disagree with, then, well, don't, you know, don't judge me that way. No, you, you, you're out there. That's the pub, you're in the public sphere. That, that, it comes with Yeah. I just yeah. saying that I don't I don't waste a, a whole hell of a, it's just amazing that the, you know this this just shows you the world we live in that the president of the United States has to take time out to acknowledge the fact that Kanye likes him. I mean, <laughs> if you could impeach somebody for anything, I would do it for that. To be honest, I'd be like that's such a waste of time and energy and uh, the Twitterverse. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the that juvenile and immature. Yeah. That in itself speaks to both of them in the sad state that we're in in the social political context. That's what that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and he can't glad, tweet about the glad. brother who disarmed my man in the Waffle House, but he can tweet about Kanye West. Yeah, there it is. There it is right there. 
I think you uh, kind of put an exclamation point on that one, bro, because uh, I don't have anything to add that wouldn't be a pile on. Um, like you said, <laughs> it, it, give, give it, you know, I need to give it more energy than that, man. Might might say something about me and you, and then, you know, I, I, I ain't feeling especially sadistic today, so I'm going to leave it alone. Um, but, uh, okay, well, hey, man, once again, thank you so much. Uh, for this uh, discussion, um, please subscribe to our show, The Decoding Society, on iTunes and SoundCloud. And uh, please give us, if you would be so kind, a rating and, a, and or a review. Uh, tell your friends as well. Um, and we will. Uh, we do have a Facebook page, The Decoding Society, and we will link to uh, Bill Fletcher's articles as well as the uh, excellent show, Loud and Clear. Uh, and I think it's not just in D.C. You can I listen to it on podcasts myself, and you still, you can subscribe to that as well. Uh, does Bill have a podcast? I remember he. I thought he had um, two. No, but you know what he he may no, no no. Let me answer too quickly. He I don't think he does, but I know that he's a contributing um, um, comp- opinion writer for an NNPA. So you can go to the NNPA website, the Black Paper Publishers website and read his work because he has an ongoing a regular column with nnpa so the national newspaper publishing association's website you can go follow bill bill fletcher's columns i often do i actually follow them and i share them and i, I encourage our listeners to do the same all right we're gonna leave it there uh and until the next time everyone take care thanks a lot brother thanks bye see you soon